welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I had with Jordan from Intuitive Elements about working with crystals for all different types of intuitive work. Jordan takes us through a ton of crystal options, and this is a really comprehensive episode for different parts of your intuitive journey, and she gives lots of tips of different ways to work with these crystals along the way, and we also tell some really good crystal stories too, so stay tuned throughout. It's a really good one. Um, A really, really fun thing that came out of this episode is that Jordan and I did a fun collaboration where you can actually grab a specific opening the door mystery box based on this episode from Intuitive Elements. It's called the opening the door mystery box. You can find it on Jordan's website and I will also link it in the show notes. The price ranges from $22.22 all the way up to $333. So whatever your budget is, we have got you here. Feel free to leave Jordan a note with your requests as well. Her mystery boxes also contain an extra 15% of value, which is just so amazing. Plus, you can use the code opening the door to get 15% off your first order with Jordan at Intuitive Elements as well. So literally such an amazing deal overall. Also, before we dive into this episode, I want to tell you about two readings that are available on my website Um, now December. This is December 2023 if you're listening in real time or not, just so you know the date. These are available from December 2023 and January 2024, and these are 2024 themes readings. So in these readings, I connect with your guides, ask them to give a few themes that you'll be experiencing through 2024, and these are sort of overview readings. They're not month to month, but they are super duper fun and they give you a lot of flow and some good advice along the way from your guides. There are two options for this. If you want a little taste, you can grab the mini reading version and that's a typed page from me about what comes through for you from your guides. And then there's also a 30 minute Zoom reading with me where we'll connect in real time and grab that info and get all the juicy details. So the link is in the show notes for linking or booking any of that and uh, hope to see you there. Enjoy the episode, and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. Today, we're welcoming back Jordan to opening the door. Jordan Huber is the owner of Intuitive Elements, an online boutique that offers a variety of crystals from polished statement pieces to unique specimens. A former and current teacher, Jordan strives to help others embrace their intuition and bring magic into their daily lives through the use of tools like crystals, plants, astrology, and tarot. Jordan, welcome back to Opening the Door. Great to have you again. Hi, thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so last time we sort of chatted through just like generally how to use crystals, like crystal work and spirituality, and that was really fun, and then sort of how this episode came into being is sometimes on my Instagram stories, I will post a few different topics for people to guess what the podcast will be about. I'm like, what's this week's podcast going to be about? And it's like a quiz and people guess what it is. And sometimes I'll put crystals for for intuition on there and a bunch of people guess it. And I think that (laughs) means that they want to hear about it. So that's how this episode came to be. I'm like, you know what? Everybody keeps guessing that. And eventually they're going to be right when they hear this episode. So very exciting. So I don't know. So first you give us an update. How are things going? How's the crystal shop? What's going on with you, spirituality and otherwise, as much as you want to share or as little as you want to share? 
<laughs> no, things are going great over here. The crystals shop is going awesome. I've actually had a few of your customers come over, a few of your listeners come over and they've ordered some mystery boxes. So that's been really fun. I definitely enjoyed curating those. And I love when they leave notes, especially because it really helps me figure out how to focus the box. And ooh, it's just so fun. I had an intuition box recently. So it's interesting that we're doing this. They had just listened to the podcast, the previous one we did, and they were really interested in getting into their intuition and their abilities they have. So that's really cool. I actually hopped back into teaching for a little bit. The universe always loves to give you things that you need, maybe not how you expect it. So just really looking forward to getting back in the classroom and also exploring my own passions at the same time and working on that balance between work and life. So that is kind of where I'm at at the moment. Mm, amazing. I love it. Yeah. One of the conversations that we had over Instagram, me and you, we chat a lot over the Instagram stories and I'll just mention this. This has nothing to do with the podcast, but we had a really good conversation about pursuing your passions outside of work and like outside of things that make money. And I just think that is such an important thing to do because I think in this society that we live in, like we find something that we like to do and we're like, how can we make how can I make money out of it? Like, can I sell this? Can I do this? Can I make this into a business? And I think it is so important to just explore things because we want to explore them and like not worry about monetizing them so much. So I just appreciate that you mentioned that because it is so important to just like do things for the sake of it being pleasurable and frivolous. If you feel that way, like it's just so important to do those things. So yeah, that's just kind of a side note for the episode. <laughs> I like the side note. It is very important. But almost that's how I got into crystals. Well, almost to fuel the hobby. But at the same time, you know, you think, okay, I'm really passionate about this. I want to spend a lot of time engaging with it. And so that time you feel might be valuable spent in other areas, right? Making money, doing things that you need to do around the house and stuff. And I feel that being able to convert that into money makes us feel good about it, but we should be able to explore these things, right? Without, yeah, like you said, society making us feel like it needs to be productive or have some sort of end result for sure. Yeah, definitely. Bake the bread just to taste the bread. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So what crystals have you personally been working with lately? So this is a good question. I love this. I found that actually there are Crystals that come and go, and there's crystals that stay for me. Um, there might be crystals that I might be focused with for a time, but there's a, a little group that have just really held my attention, especially recently. So I'll name them and maybe talk about them a little bit. The first is Moonstone. I'm wearing a Moonstone necklace. They can't see it. I'm wearing this in my stories all the time. One of my favorite I'm just really into uh, wearing the crystals that I'm working with because, you know, they get in contact with your skin. They're right in your energy field. It's beautiful. So Moonstone definitely is a great one for me. Um, it's really good for empaths or people who are really connected to their emotions, feel things strongly. Uh, great for working with your intuition. It's very kind of has a calming energy. And it's also used to work with clairvoyance. So that is something that's great. Uh, really connected to the moon, Moonstone. <laughs> But also people use it for dream work, which is really interesting. So loving Moonstone. Labradorite would probably be right up there too with the how much I'm working with that one. That one 
if you ever dive into astrology, right, there's a different energies, mutable energy, cardinal energy, and fixed energy. Labradorite is great for mutable energy changing. I have a lot of Pisces in my chart. So I find Labradorite is great to help me kind of flow with things. Again, it's calming. It's also a protective one, and it works with intuition and kind of spiritual growth. So it's a very flashy stone in the light, and I think it really helps me just really see my true potential uh, with that spiritual spirituality and aspect that maybe I was hindering within myself for a little while, if that makes any sense. So just stepping into my full highest self. Love that. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I have my Labradorite right here that I actually got from you. And I just love it so much. It's like a big, yeah, it's so gorgeous. I I use it. I like to have it near me for like when I do reading. So, okay. I have a couple more. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, Amethyst is another one that I really love. We'll talk about that one more later too, because that's one that's great for working with your psychic abilities as well. Smoky Quartz. Oh my gosh. Ah, so good. It's really great for your intuition as well as kind of contact, connecting to your instinctual abilities. So that intuition that really is within us, kind of bringing that out, allowing us to have more confidence with it. And Obsidian is another great one I like to work with also. That one is another spiritually protective stone. And it really is like holding a mirror up to yourself, which is something that I, that's how I started this work. And I'm still working on it. So yeah, those are kind of some crystals I've been working with lately. Awesome. So many good ones in there. I love, I just love to hear what people like your crystal, like your, your main thing is crystal. So I'd love to hear what the crystal people are really like working with these days. So great. So we can get, I mean, we'll get right into it with the topic of the episode, which is what are the best crystals? Obviously we know this is going to sort of depend on the person that you are and and maybe how you respond to certain crystals energies everybody might be a little bit different but what are some of your favorite or like you know top whatever crystals for intuitive work okay that is a beautiful question so I kind of broke this up into categories because when I think about intuitive work that is such a broad subject right so I'm like okay what do you need in your intuitive work that the crystals can help you with basically their energy. And I totally agree with what you said that each person has their own energy. And so they are going to interact with the energy of the crystals in different ways. We talked about last episode, how the crystals, their energy is unchanging. It's stable. And we are the fluid changing energy. So right. Each person might react to the unchanging energy a little bit differently, but I think that there's some important things to do in spiritual work and working on your intuition that crystals can definitely help us with. So for example, protection and grounding, definitely important, especially, man, I've heard some stories on your podcast and also just in general, protection is super important. Black tourmaline would be a great one for that. Black tourmaline in general is a very protective and grounding stone. And interestingly, the tourmalines actually have there's other colors of tourmalines. So depending on what area of protection you needed, where you needed your protection, you might pull on another color of tourmaline besides black tourmaline. Like there's blue tourmaline, which might be great for protection uh, in your communication, really protecting your clear communication. Green tourmaline would work on protecting your emotional energy. Pink tourmaline would relate specifically to your heart and 
again with that emotional energy as well. So their tourmaline is pretty expansive and it can be very specific if you need it to be. So that's one for protection. Pop in with any questions if you have any, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even know there was different colors of tourmaline. So, oh my gosh, it can be quite beautiful. And it's really interesting because a lot of the black tourmaline we see raw pieces, that's actually a lower quality tourmaline. Tourmaline can fully terminate and almost, I don't know exactly what shape it is, if it's hexagonal or what the crystal structure is, but it gets some cool actual shapes on there, which is really beautiful to see. Oh, cool. Love the uh, geometry in nature. Okay. Uh, for protection and grounding, I would also recommend smoky quartz. I talked about that one earlier, but that one is really good for grounding you, boosting your intuitive abilities, and really relating you back to your instincts. So again, great for that. Obsidian is another great protective stone as well for spiritual workings. Uh, we brought that one up already. I'm going to bring up a obsidian again, especially when we talk about scrying, but obsidian is definitely, it's said to have a little bit of a harsh energy from a lot of people I've talked to. So for example, I think I mentioned this last episode, actually, my husband doesn't do well with obsidian by the bed, but I do well with obsidian by the bed. So that's just personal preference again, right? The energy just might feel differently. Um, and hematite is another great one for protection and grounding. That one really roots you, like in your root chakra. And so that's definitely one I would recommend. But that one's a little bit less related to the spiritual realm. It's more just more protective and grounding in general. Cool. So then I thought, okay, maybe some clarity with your mediumship that you have going on. Clarity with your uh, intuition. So clear quartz is my go-to for this one. I'm a quartz girly. I also really like other crystals, obviously, but for some reason, I'm just really drawn to the energy of quartz. So clear quartz in particular, great for bringing that clarity. It also amplifies psychic abilities and amplifies the energies of others' crystals around them. So it's a great one to include in your workings because not only are you bringing the energy of that stone, but you're enhancing the energies of the other stones as well. Um, I did not know that. So cool. Yes. I love that. Gotta love the amplifiers. And I do want to, at some point, talk about the shapes of the crystals and how that makes a difference. So maybe after we talk about these different sections, we can talk about that too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Another one that's really good for clarity is fluorite. Similar to the tourmaline, there's different colors, which kind of uh, enhance different areas or focuses. And purple fluorite would relate most to your intuition and your third eye. And we talked last last podcast about intention. I think that the intention that you would set with the fluorite, right, would make a big difference as well. But really working uh, with the purple fluorite with your third eye, that would be a great one to meditate with, which we'll talk about later. Lapis lazuli is another one that I put for clarity. It is known to really help bring clear communication. Lapis lazuli is a combination of three different minerals, calcite, pyrite, and uh, lazulite, I believe. And so the pyrite really grounds you. The calcite brings clarity and this uh, cleansing energy while the the lapis, the lazulite aids in the clear communication, if that makes any sense. So Wow, so cool. Triple threat. Yes. There's a lot of mineral combinations when you have them combined. It's like, 
Uh, garden quartz or quartz with chlorite uh, would be another good one. Garden quartz, people use that to describe quartz that has a number of inclusions in it, but it kind of looks like a little world in there. I think you have a piece of this. It's so pretty. I, I don't know that I have a piece of garden quartz, but I have, I think this one that I got from you has. Oh, the chlorite. Lot. Yeah. The phantoms in there. Yeah. The phantoms so are like uh, layers of a mineral to being deposited during the crystal growth in this case chloride which is very cleansing so again removing unwanted energies or messages like I, that would be a great one for clear communication some sort of affirmation in that area and then selenite is a good one for cleansing in general so i think that would always be a good one to have around all of your crystals so i threw that one in there yeah i love using selenite i'll just give this as a tip i might have said this in some other episode but I have like a little selenite wand that I like to use to put on my Oracle decks for yeah. like just keeping their energy nice and clear between readings. So just you a little tip for everybody. Small enough that will fit in the box with, with the, if you like to keep them in the box. Ooh, I love that I have, idea. I love your idea. I have some plates also, which I love to like put the deck on the plate and then put a wand on top. And then you're like, oh, it's cleansing. Ooh, I'm going to need one of those for sure. Yeah. Okay, so next I kind of talked about, uh, or I made some notes about the development crystals for kind of the development of your intuition. Oh, yeah. And so in the crystal world, there's a lot of polished materials. That would be things that are obviously polished on the exterior. Those would be towers, spheres, free forms, tumbles. And in a second, we'll talk about the, the energies of those. But... The raw stones, there's also some really cool ones that have great energy. So sphalerite would be a great one. There is some polish of that, but I think this one's great in the raw form. And that one is great for discerning between messages, helping figure out your own voice and maybe the other, depending on which Claire you have, okay? But discerning what's reality and what's not reality, right? And maybe what voices you're hearing, just helping aid with discerning and also releasing blocks that you might be having in relationship to your psychic abilities or your intuitive abilities. So I think that's a great one. Optical calcite is a really cool one. It has rainbows all in it. It's oh. really beautiful. Uh, but that one is great for kind of accelerating your growth and your abilities, but at the same time, like cleansing unwanted energies that might be, again, blocking you from getting where you need to be. Also, I think Moonstone is a great one to work with for just when you're developing your abilities. Moonstone and there's other types of Moonstone like Black Moonstone or Peach Moonstone. Again, depending on what area you need to work on, Black Moonstone would be more protective and also focus more towards psychic abilities, whereas whiter, like regular Moonstone or White Moonstone might focus more towards your ability to garner information from your environment, like people's emotions or the energies around you, if that makes any sense. Uh, Azurite is another great one for, again, that clear communication, but also I feel like it's a good one to open up the communication if you're feeling like it's a little stagnant. So, oh, cool. okay. And then I have one last group that I wanted to Absolutely. Share. Give it to us. Very comprehensive. I love it. So the next one is crystals that uh, might enhance your your abilities. So maybe after they're developed, these would be good, better, better to work with. At the same time, I'm very much a person who, if you are attracted to a crystal, I would say 
work with it. Like if you're in the crystal shop, walking around, you pick up a crystal. Ooh, that gave me tingles. I think you should definitely research crystals before you uh, instinctively just buy them. But I think that that is a message to you. Hey, you might need some of this energy in your life, you know? So if I'm saying, oh, this is advanced and you are at, you know, feel called to it. Don't be intimidated. You can definitely do it. Just keep in mind that maybe the energies might be a little less stable or unpredictable, you know? So the first one I'm going to mention is tektites. This includes moldavite, Libyan desert glass, to name a few. Tektites are created when, a, I think I mentioned this last uh, podcast, but I'm just going to refresh everyone's memory. Absolutely. Tektites happen when there's an impact on the earth. So it could be like an asteroid or a meteor. The hot earth uh, that occurs from the impact, right? The molten earth might spew up and get placed, you know, randomly throughout the land. And these little pieces are called tektites. So they're actually a, a silicate glass, I believe. Basically just really, really sand that got really, really hot, spewed up and landed in a different place, but super cool origin. Some of them are, you know, 18 million years ago, 28 million years ago. And these are great for boosting your psychic abilities and kind of attuning yourself to the higher energies. So really great to work with in meditation. But some people, I think, find the energies maybe... And you've heard the stories of Moldavite and we talked about it last time. They just yeah. are. I think they're not as, you know, stable or predictable. You can definitely work with them, but it requires a little more dedication than just, I'm going to have this rock in my pocket and it's going to do magical things, you know? Yeah, for sure. You gave me a Moldavite, a little piece of, I actually have it right here, a little piece of Moldavite in my mystery box that I got from you um, like months ago. And I was like, ooh, like what's going to happen? And I've been working. I actually decided to pair it with this little also that I got from you, the little apophyllite. That's because a good I, Yeah, because I felt like I was like, well, maybe it'll like sort of soften it and just like, I don't know. I really like this pairing. So if anybody's like interested in working with Moldavite, but you're feeling like, yeah, like it does have a like maybe a harsher energy, not harsher, but like more intense energy. Yeah. I thought like pairing it with apophyllite was really great. So, yeah. I have like, a popolite on here to talk about in a little bit too. Perfect. But no, that is a great pairing. And yeah, I love pairing minerals. It's it's very beneficial. You know, I also like to pair Moldavite with maybe pink tourmaline because pink tourmaline is great for self-forgiveness. And I find that the way Moldavite accelerates you, sometimes you want to do so much but you're a human being so you kind of have to be in your body the way you are and it's this working of acceptance and balancing beautifulness yeah so those are fun ones to work with blue kyanite is another great one not necessarily advanced at all but it's uh very it boosts your psychic abilities and it's uh great at enhancing communication so i feel that if the line of communication again is not there or you're trying to open it, blue kyanite might be a great one to work with. And I also mentioned rutilated quartz, again, another quartz, but this one has rutile in it. And it's very expanding of your consciousness. So just opening, opening your mind. And it's also very energizing. So I feel like it would really provide that 
maybe boost necessary to really get you to the next level, if that makes any sense. So yeah, yeah those are just some different areas of, of, I know I didn't mention amethyst at all. That's hard for me because to me, amethyst could go in almost all of the categories. It's a great one. One of my faves because it is protective and grounding. If you weren't aware, minerals work the, like the same way plants do as far as they have different family families, genus, and species, basically, right? So quartz is a general family. Amethyst is a type of quartz. Smoky quartz is a type of quartz. And so amethyst has the protective qualities similar to smoky quartz, but at the same time, it also has a calming energy. It removes negative energies. So it really helps with the clarity. It removes like the unwanted energies and it enhances the psychic abilities. So if you could only have one stone for working with intuition, I would say personally for me, that would be amethyst because it's so multi-purpose and it's beautiful, but, and it comes in many forms. You could get it raw or polished. So I think that that's the recommendation there. Yeah. Amethyst, it really does it all. It's, it's such a, I feel like it's such a classic crystal, right? Like most people have an amethyst or two if they're into crystals, but yeah, it really is kind of that. I have a this is just a this is just a one big plug for your crystal shop. I have another I like so. gorgeous amethyst, a- uh like crystally druzy baby that I just absolutely am obsessed with. And I just spend a lot of time staring at it during the day. It's so great. Did you know that there are different colors of amethyst? You might know, but you know what? I think I think I only knew that because on your shop you were selling like some greens or like some other color where I was like what because I just think of it as purple true okay so this is a little controversial in the in the mineral world because so well amethyst is quartz right but there is amethyst that can occur in a black color it can occur red pink green like I showed you there's even some blue now the issue becomes amethyst has a specific chemical composition So when it's different colors, that means there's another mineral present. So some people argue that uh, what people sell as pink amethyst is actually just pink quartz because it's a type of quartz that is pink. Some other people are like, hey, but it has this mineral in it. So that makes it amethyst. But it also has hematite to give it the pink color. So it's really fascinating. Regardless of what you call it, the pink Uh, amethyst it has hematite inclusions in there as well so it has additional protective properties so very fun green probably has some chloride in there right or there's something called praseolite which is quote green amethyst people fake it a lot similar to citrine citrine is also in the same family close to amethyst and basically to get citrine you could just heat amethyst up extra and it'll be that dark orange color that's heat treated citrine But so you can also do the same thing to create this green amethyst. So it's much more rare. But this green amethyst, praseolite, that stuff is really pretty. And again, it has a very, that one's actually great for working with your spirit guides, interestingly enough. But it has a very like clear communication energy, opening up the heart a little bit for messages to come. Love that one. Oh, interesting. Okay. So in terms of like, like rose quartz which is obviously in the quartz family and it's pink. Is there any chance that somebody's rose quartz would be pink amethyst or do they have like 
it's just totally different. So it is totally different. Now I'm like rose quartz composition. Yeah. And yeah, I'm assuming it has to do with like the composition of um, like the rose quartz burst in a pink amethyst. Okay. So rose quartz is, so yes, I would say that they are determined by their mineral composition. So like rose quartz is silicon dioxide. And sometimes it has titanium, iron, or manganese in it to give it the pink color. Whereas the amethyst has a different combination of minerals, if that makes any sense. Gotcha. So rose quartz, you usually find in bulk, uh, like big rocks. There is, whereas like uh, the pink amethyst I'm talking about, you would be able to see the individual crystals, if that makes any gotcha. sense. Yeah. It's not like aggregates of pink amethyst that would be a gold mine for people there are probably big areas whereas you can find tons of rose quartz you know right rather than like pockets of the pink amethyst there is crystallized rose quartz like in crystal formations it's expensive but beautiful definitely recommend just googling like crystallized rose quartz oh my gosh that's a goal for my collection for sure one day because Amongst the crystal energies, there's also the whole side of mineral collecting, which is a a different fun beast to play with. So just tying the two together is even more beautiful. (laughs) So do you want to talk about like, let's talk about the shapes because you mentioned that a little bit earlier. So like towers versus, you know, our little tumbled guys, like what types of shapes should we be working with for certain things? What are your thoughts on that? Okay. So great. Love this. So number one, I would say if you're working with the crystal on a very intimate level, it's best to get a piece of jewelry of that uh, crystal just so that you can have it on your person. Tumbles are also good, you know, bra rocks or pocket rocks, uh, just to have it within your energy field. Crystals that you might have intentions with, but aren't what you're focusing on daily, those might be the ones that you place around your home or in your workspace, right? Maybe if you have intention for for while you're working or while you're doing this intuitive practice, you want to be working with these energies. So your altar might have these crystals on them or like your desk or right in the bedroom, you might have different crystals. So now, um, so I think that the shape though is really important because the shape helps dictate how their energy is going to interact with the energy in the room. So starting with, um, for example, spheres, spheres have a very stable energy that emits outward in all directions. So it's like a light bulb, right? Wherever that is, the energy is coming equally in all directions off of the, that sphere. And some people believe that the size of the crystal doesn't matter. Some people believe that it does, right? The larger the rock, the more energy, personal preference, that's up to you, but Towers, so right, spheres emitting energy. Towers put energy upward and outward. So if you place it in the corner of the room, think of it coming up and out, right? Rather than kind of emitting outward. So the energies for the tower are going to be the strongest actually on the edges of the room, right? Because it goes up and outward. And so just keeping that in mind, right? If you're depending on what you're trying to do with your tower. You know what I mean? I like to use towers in the middle of crystal grids, which we'll talk about in a second. Free forms, again, they kind of just emit the energy outward. 
when you compare raw material to polished material, they say that polished material has a more stable energy, but raw material can be more powerful, just a little bit less predictable. So you would need to kind of work with the stone more to actually be able to harness its energies. Whereas like a, a, a clear quartz tower is just regularly emitting the energy, whereas a raw piece it's more the energy may be coming out more sporadically, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Pyramids kind of go outward from their faces and again, straight upward as well. And I'm trying to think of other shapes. There's like uh, some shapes are known to be like holy shapes, the macabre. Macabre? Macabre? Hmm, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, it's known to be like a very holy shape. It's this star-like shape. It's very interesting. It's pretty, but when crystals are carved in that, they're way more expensive. So I personally don't really carry in my any of those in my shop. Um, so tumbles are great because, like I said, they're a great way to have that energy around, and they're great to use in grids as well. But they, I prefer if I'm trying to do like a specific intuitive activity, I actually enjoy holding spheres in my lap or using um, small tumbles or raw pieces on my forehead while I'm meditating. So maybe we could talk about different ways to use the crystals for your intuition. Yeah, absolutely. Give it to us. What what are some different ways that we can like, yeah, actually utilize crystals to sort of help us get where we want to go? Okay. Well, I know that I know that you've posted about crystal grids before. And I think you and Anthony hosted a live event. So fun. Yeah, we did a fun, a fun little crystal grid live. And then in my 22 days of spirituality over the summer, one of my 22 days was to make a crystal grid for intuition. So that was really fun too. I loved that 22 days of spirituality. That was so fun to watch. Yes. So crystal grids are one great way. Find that it's best to create them. And if you're able to leave them in a space, like on your altar or on a table and use it over a couple of days to maybe do some card readings around it and everything. And really when you're working on creating the grid, having specific intentions for each stone, right? Like if you're using pieces of clear quartz, I clearly understand what is communicated to me, you know, like a mantra repeating it. And because we, as humans, we remember the negative things more than we remember the positive things. So really affirming that for ourselves is more important than we realize because a lot of the times we're doubting our own abilities, right? With the amethyst, like, I am personally not a psychic. I I don't know how you define it, actually, but I do intuitive workings in my own way. You know, that's what I would yeah. say. So um, besides crystal grids, though, one way is to meditate with crystals on your third eye. My favorite to do this is with this. My favorite to do this with is laboratory. <laughs> wow, that was hard. But really, uh, you could do it with Moldavite, Apophyllite, depending on what your purpose of meditating is. You know, I used mine for a meditation I was doing to, I had felt like I, I had an ancestor near me and for like almost over a year. And I felt like, who is this person? You know, I was seeing different signs. I was aware they were signs, you know, but I wasn't sure you know what was going on so I was like all right I better do a meditation so I laid down I put some labradorite on my forehead <laughs> it sounds so weird but so I went through my meditation routine I was like did a body scan cleared my energy and then I kind of just opened myself to like 
who is there? What's going on? Now, I had thought that it was a grandma from my mom's side. And so I was, that's what I was anticipating. But I got a very clear message that it was actually the grandma from my dad's side because like I started seeing my dad and my grandpa and then this house that I hadn't been to in a very long time so anyways but Labrador Eye is definitely one of my favorites very interesting and then I also got some spirit guides uh animal spirit guides that came through in that one also which was very it sounds like such a cool meditation for you it was a really good meditation did you get a good you can choose not to answer this if you don't want to. But did you get any like messages from that grandmother? Did you get? Like, well, she reason... said she's been here the whole time. I was going to say, did you get sort of a reason why she wanted to be hanging around? So I think that she feels guilty for. Okay. So when I said I wasn't psychic, that's funny. But I had... <laughs> I feel that a lot of the grandparents that are sticking around me right now, they feel bad kind of for how they handled things, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. And so there's almost this like need to make up for it. And I'm like, hey, you you probably did the, you really did the best you could because being a human is quite hard. And it's just interesting when you're entering into phases of life and different things come up that maybe they might've been dealing with. Like if you're thinking about having a kid and then someone's like, being a parent was so much harder than I thought. When the ghost grandparent is telling you that, that's like, dang, yeah. yeah. I can see that, that is- that's pretty intense. But so I just felt that she felt that she needed to do something. So that's kind of where we're at. That's great. Mm-hmm. Now she revealed to me the wolf thing, which was interesting because I saw the wolf actually in middle school. That was like the only physical ghost I've ever seen with my eyes open, if that makes any sense. Outside my window in like seventh grade, there was this big wolf. And I was like, what? And then I watched it dissipate. And I was like, no way. Told my friend. And it's I've thought about it the whole time. And then, yes, the grandma was like, I'm here and the me and the wolf are supporting you. And the wolf, anyways, yes, just wild stuff. That was a really oh. intense meditation. Labradorite, do it. <laughs> yeah, do a, just a little Labradorite sprinkle on your third eye. You get all your answers. <laughs> I guess so. Wow, that's really cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. I know that was an unexpected question, but I appreciate you. Um, little tangent sharing that experience with us so cool yeah go ahead I forget where we were no it's okay we were talking about other ways to work with crystals so the meditation for me has been probably the most powerful way to work with them the second most powerful way for me to work with crystals has actually been through scrying have you heard of that I have heard of scrying it's been touched on a little bit here and there on the podcast but we haven't like talked about it in depth so let's get into it okay so I enjoy scrying and I feel like it can be as magical or as non-magical as you want it to be, which is the great thing about any of these. You know, you can set the tone for yourself, too, with the meditation, with the candles and the incense or essential oils or whatever you like music. You know what I mean? But for me, when I'm wanting to set up scrying, I really like to set the scene. It's probably best if you're in like, I enjoy a darkish atmosphere with some candles, because basically the premise is that you have a sphere or a disc or some sort of like normally flat crystal in front of you and you are staring into it and you can get visual messages from it, right? 
So I'm just going to break that down a little more and then explain a little bit more. So the reason why the candles are good is because it helps with the movement of light within the sphere. So if nothing is moving around you, I feel like it's easy to get into your head and just like focus too much on what you're actually seeing in the sphere or on the disc that you're scrying in, if that makes any sense. So just creating an environment where things are a little mystical allows you to get into that mindset, if that makes any sense. Definitely sure. some sort of a, whatever your protective grounding cleansing practice is at the beginning of that process, you know, because people are, things are trying to influence you possibly. So watch out for that per usual. But for me, that might include a short reading beforehand, right? Like doing a grounding. Again, I really enjoy body scans for grounding drinking some tea possibly love having the tea in there again that like brings the scent also which I'm just like very much in the physical yeah I enjoy the yeah for sure so then after you've gotten into the zone for me that includes like a short meditation like I said body scan you're going to open your eyes and you're basically going to stare at the crystal ball or disc whatever you're looking at And you want to not focus exactly on the crystal. So it's almost as if like there were a book in front of you, you would unfocus your eyes so that you're not reading the book. The book would be blurry. And I focus on my breathing, right? At first to get into the right headspace, I would say. And then basically you just stare at it and see if there's anything that pops up for you. And it might be, see for me, a lot of my messages come audioly clear audience yeah clear so I might be in my meditation I would call it I suppose scrying and I might have audio message come through and then I might see a quick glimpse of something or uh see maybe a figure right like a symbol a sign in the in the in the ball and so it's, it's a really cool experience and just a way to connect to yourself and your intuition. And because I, when I'm meditating, I see a lot of things visually, but I don't see a lot of things visually when I'm normal. My eyes are open, I guess I would say. So I find that scrying is a great way for me to get those images out of my head and in something that's more physical. Yeah. Like, like yeah. And it's just a different experience than meditation. Right. And so it's a good practice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is is that clear. Yeah. That, that is so great. And I just want to add like the classic, this is where that sort of classic psychic crystal ball thing comes from. Like people are like, what are they seeing in a crystal ball? Like this is scrying. So just, you know, when you think of that sort of classic psychic crystal ball sitting in front of somebody like this is, it's probably like, you know, clear quartz or like whatever the crystal's made of right and that is scrying so they're looking into it and they're seeing those messages come through to them so I just think it's cool to think about that as like historically you know nobody really understood the significance well I'm not gonna say nobody but like a lot of people in the mainstream don't really know or understand the significance of the crystal ball and how it's connected to scrying so I don't know you're making me really want to like try that it's so cool they're like, let me look into my crystal ball. And, but really, <laughs> let me look into the crystal ball. Yes. It's funny because my mom, who is Christian and more 
anti the tarot and witchy things or more magical things i would say she enjoys crystals and has it in her windowsill and she tells me i just love to stare into the crystal (laughs) for hours and i'm sitting there like mom you are practicing scrying but you're unaware of it because when she's looking in there for her she's like daydreaming i'm imagining like her dream life or like imagining scenarios so she's like staring into the crystal and she might not actually see the things physically within the actual crystal but she's seeing the things in her mind and I find it fascinating I'm like you're doing something yeah you don't even know you're doing it but I won't say that you're doing it because I don't want to freak you out but you're doing it right Mm -hmm. so what crystal do you did you say you like to use obsidian for that or what crystal like do you like to use for that Okay, so I'm a, I really enjoy the scrying and I enjoy spheres. So I have actually three that I would use for that. The first one that I got was an obsidian sphere. And I actually really like that one a lot. I really like that one because it also has the protective energy as well, which gives me a peace of mind, even though I'm still on my toes. Don't worry. Uh, I also have a smoky quartz sphere. What I like about the quartz spheres in general is that they're translucent. And a lot of the times there's fractures within the quartz that almost create like multiple worlds or planes in there. And so I find that, especially with all the candlelight, right, that it really helps create movement within the crystal. And it's just the vibe for me. I also enjoy the clarifying aspect that they bring. And I can also put other crystals around them. And I know that I'm bringing that energy in, if that makes any sense. So yeah, quartz, smoky quartz, and obsidian are my go-tos. I do have some clear quartz spheres right now. I also have some gold sheen obsidian, which is an interesting one because it has like, basically, while the, because obsidian is volcanic glass, while the volcanic glass was cooling, it got little bubbles in it. And those bubbles create this gold effect when they hit the kind of like the lab you know it like amazing nature oh, wow yeah. anyways but so whew, cool yes okay there's now a- i need a smoky quartz sphere so i can do some cool scrying and put it on my christmas list <laughs> yeah. yeah i would say my smoky quartz sphere is probably my favorite sphere yeah okay i have two more ways to connect with crystals for your intuition And that is just whichever crystals you have, or even if you just go to a crystal store, even if you're on TikTok scrolling and there's a, you know, a crystal live or something, seeing which crystal you're called to, and then actually researching that crystal. Because I think that your intuition is talking to you through the crystals that it's calling you to. Same with plants and other stuff like that, you know, herbs and things you might be interesting why do I need this right now why am I called to this all about the reflection but um researching the crystal what the energies are and maybe how people have used it you know I think that's really beneficial to connecting with the crystals and your intuition in general because I think that the natural instinct for most people in the world is not oh I'm gonna work with this crystal energy and you know, I don't think that's something that most people are just randomly called to do, you know? So 
the fact that we're already here, you're here listening about crystals is the first step to really connecting. Your intuition told you to work with the crystals is what I'm trying to say. So that is beautiful. So connect to your intuition through the tool that it's giving you. Yep. Yeah. And you can also use crystals with cards. So you probably may have seen online where people are like, this message is for you, but no, I'm just kidding. There's the three maybe cards and there's a different stone on each card. So you can shuffle your own deck, put your, and then choose three different crystals. Boom, throw them on there. Which one am I most called to? Then you have a, a message and a crystal to go with the message. And that's great. One little pug, plug for a business that is not mine actually, but there is this beautiful tarot deck called uh, Crystal Struck Tarot. And it's by Moonstruck Crystal Tarot. I believe, but they have this beautiful tarot deck that has a crystal energy on each tarot card. If you're into tarot, there are of course, beautiful, she has affirmation decks as well. There are other beautiful Oracle decks and crystal decks, but if you like combining tarot and crystals, which is like a very specific, you know, (laughs) that's a great one because each card has a crystal that will go with it. So just a little plug again, that was crystal struck tarot by moonstruck crystals, but Cool. And I'll link it in the show notes if people want to grab okay. that. Because I love that deck and I highly recommend it. Yeah. One thing that I did, this is just like a fun little crystal story. My friend was pregnant and she was having trouble picking between three names for her child. And I took, she was like, I don't know what to do. I cannot choose like the baby. I need to order stuff with this baby's name on it. I don't know what to do. And I led her through a few different choosing activities, which was really interesting, like intuitive choosing activities. And one of them that I did was I took three different crystals and I, in my own head, just placed a name on each crystal, like the three names that she was choosing. And I sent her a picture and I said, pick the crystal. Like, just pick a crystal. And she was like, you know, circled it and sent it back to me. It was like this one. And I was like, okay. And I gave her the name. That actually is the name of her child now. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you have. Yeah. So it's just like you can use, I mean, obviously that was more of like a visual tool, but she was using her intuition since I had already placed those names to help like intuitively, mm-hmm. you know, pick that name, which was, which was really fun. So just, just another l- plug. You can use crystals for a lot of different things. <laughs> oh, definitely. So to sum up best uh, ways to kind of work with crystals for psychic things, I would say if there's an area of your house or that you might need extra protection in, that might be a good place to put some of the protective crystals that we mentioned. If there's an area where you really want to feel connected to your intuition, you could, you know, put a lot of those enhancing crystals there or the clarifying crystals there. Um, So again, just to have the energies around you and again, setting intentions with the crystals for your intuition or your psychic abilities would be great. Again, because repetition is very important. The brain likes that. So just working to rewire those neural pathways and every time that you listen to your intuition, you're affirming that for your brain. So just reminding yourself of that as well a little. Yeah, I I totally agree. I really do believe that when we listen to our intuition, listen to what it's saying and do that thing, it strengthens our relationship with our intuition and it like helps us trust our intuition. It helps our intuition trust us, which I know sounds like so woo woo, but I'm just going to say it anyway. And I am, I'm a big fan of the bra crystal. I have to say, like, if I'm really working with a crystal, it's going in my bra for days 
you know? <laughs> yes, I do know. I do know. <laughs> oh, so funny. This has been so fun. Have we covered everything in your notes? I just want to make sure we're not missing anything. I have anything a little bit more. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay, so we had talked previously about maybe some crystals for like astral travel. Yeah, yeah. So you can use the tektites that we talked about, mm-hmm. like the multi Libyan desert glasses, another one. You can use meteorites. So there's actually slices of meteorites that they have found in different places on Earth, which is really cool because they're combinations of like iron and a low quality of peridot, which is called olivine. Really cool looking things. But that is a great one to use. Astrophyllite is a great one for the astral ta- travel. And apophyllite is actually great for astral travel. Okay, this is perfect. I have Moldavite and Apophyllite, and I am very interested in like the lucid dreaming astral travel stuff right now. So I think I'm going to have to get the courage up to put the Moldavite next to my bed because I keep it in my office and I like meditate with it, but it's not usually I don't keep it in my room. So I think I might have to to put it on my bedside table and see what happens. That is fun. I would say... Amethyst is a great one for your dreams also. And the protection aspect might be helpful just in case. You never know what you're going to get into. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, really don't. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And so there are some crystals also for contacting or working with your spirit guides specifically, which I thought was pretty relevant. Um, Opal is great for working with spirit guides and connecting to nature in general. Uh, Credite is a raw one not really found in a polished form but that's a great one for connecting with your spirit guides as well and black moonstone in particular is also known to help you connect to your spirit guides so those are some other fun goodies other than that we talked about a lot of different things so um then there's like past life stuff and i'm not sure where that falls into all of this but it's right in it i think past life stuff is big part of what a lot of people do in intuitive work so apophyllite is also it. great for the past life work as well so apophyllite all around is a great one it is very purifying and it's very energizing so I feel like it helps get things moving too you know yeah so yes so many fun goodies for intuitive workings I think this is my favorite topic for crystals not gonna lie this has been really fun and I I love the way that you broke it out into like the different top like the different things within this intuitive work um I think that was so so smart yeah oh my goodness there's so many potential crystals for people to like pull from this and I think if you're listening and one or like three or like whatever popped out to you and you're still remembering their name right now like go ahead and you know give a little research to that and you know grab a few and see where it takes you I would say Mm -hmm. enjoy the ride just kidding so yeah exactly (laughs) who knows where the crystals will take you (laughs) so funny so cool well can you remind people how they can shop with you yeah so I have a website it's intuitive-elements.shop and I have an instagram intuitive.elements as well as tiktok intuitive.elements so fun yep 
I would say the mystery boxes that people have been getting from your show have been like one of my favorite things because I love when they leave notes about where they're at on their journey and kind of what they're looking for. And if they leave me a note, I'm leaving them a note. So if they, you know, say, hey, this is what I'm looking for, I'm li like listing out what the crystal's for, how I think it might benefit them and everything. So I think that that has been really fun, just connecting with people in that way. And oh my gosh, yes. So anyways, contact me on Instagram, TikTok, or my website. And yes, oh my gosh. Thanks so much for having me again. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's been so fun. I will say also, so Jordan, obviously Jordan does like live sales on TikTok and story sales on Instagram. And then she also in her story highlights has like just crystals that are available um, so always also, if you're like buying crystals, you know, go to the availables and, and see what's there. Cause there's so much, but yeah, Jordan, thank you so, so much for coming on and just giving us this huge rundown of crystals that we can work with our intuition and like spirituality in so many different ways. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.